Hello to all, and welcome to episode 59 of the MR Running Pains podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Saft, and um, we have had uh, a uh, collection of calamity, <laughs> to uh, to say the least, um, with uh, guests that I had lined up. Um, so I've had to postpone <laughs> each of my planned guests, uh, and uh, I'm just going to go over um, the Umstead 100 and, and how that went. So, um, can I kind of walk you through, um, the race, um, goods, bads, highs, lows, and, uh, and everything up to the finish. So, um, man, um, where to start? I guess we'll start at the beginning. Um, so, um, Friday, um, you know, the, the day before the race, um, I, uh, I was nice and relaxed, um, you know, taking care of everything, um, got my run in, I went to, uh, some old trails that I used to run in college at Shank Forest. Um, I posted about those on social media. It was really cool to kind of go through there, um, and just kind of, <laughs> kind of reminisce and, uh, be nostalgic about a lot of the runs that, that we had had there and, and some of the memories and all. So, um, really nice. And then, um, went over to, uh, to pack and pick up, um, and, uh, brought my, uh, crew and, and pacer, Nathan Franz. Um, he and I went over there and, um, kind of checked things out and, and got our, uh, we were allowed to put up a pop-up tent and, uh, you know, we, we brought some of the supplies out so that, you know, that was all ready for, for race day. Cause, um, we had a 6am start. So, um, we uh we got everything all set and ready to go and and walked around a little bit kind of got a feel for how the race would start and you know asked any questions that i had and um you know got a got a good visual of things and uh, you know i was i was good for for saturday morning so we went back to the hotel and um grabbed some some food and you know i got my pack ready and made sure that uh my you know my my bib number was was on my shorts and, and secure and, and good. <laughs> uh, made sure I had everything, you know, lined up for the next day. Um, you know, all the boxes were ready. We put some of the stuff in the car so that we didn't have to do too much in the morning. Um, and then, uh, you know, kind of, kind of woke up naturally in the morning, um, about, uh, you know, three something, 3am, something like that. Um, started, uh, you know, get myself kind of cleaned up and, and ready to go. And, uh, went down and got some coffee. Uh, didn't really have anything to eat race morning because uh, my wife was, uh, she's right, usually sits pretty heavy on my stomach. So, um, and I do all my, my long runs fasted. So, um, just went with what I was used to because um, <laughs> most times in the past when I uh, I have a, a breakfast um, pre, uh, pre-race, I usually have some um, digestional problems and a heavy stomach to start. So, um, just went with, uh, what I was used to, um, which, uh, which turned out to be just fine. Um, and we, uh, we got over to, uh, to the, you know, the race start area. Um, it was, uh, you know, obviously still dark, um, and, uh, you know, made sure that, um, uh, tent was still there and, uh, brought just a few supplies over, made one load carry over. Um, you know, Nathan and I, we were, uh, uh, restricted by COVID to one crew member. Um, and then, 
we could have a pacer starting on lap five. Uh, I, I thought it was going to be lap six, but um, they had said lap five or 6 p.m., whichever came first. Um, so if I got to lap five before 6 p.m., I was allowed to take on a pacer. And at that point, I was allowed to have both a crew and a pacer. So I had a friend from Wilmington, Aaron Colt, come. Uh, and uh, they were going to alternate duties between um, crewing and pacing, which was which was great. So um, um, Aaron would come later in the day. So anyhow, Nathan and I just uh, you know waited around for the the start. They did a um, a time trial start, which uh, was kind of interesting. Uh, starting at six a.m., uh, a runner went off every five seconds. Um, so um, you know we all had our headlights on and some people actually, you know, they didn't wear headlights cause, um, it was, uh, you know, it was, uh, we had a, a full moon at the time, um, or pretty close to full. So, um, you know, it was illuminated, I guess enough to, to run without a headlamp. And, um, but anyhow, um, you know, I was, uh, bib number 14. So, um, I, we, we got into corrals, uh, we were spaced six feet, um, to our side apart and seven feet, seven feet front to back, um, apart. And then, you know, we just kept moving up and, um, Chris, one of the race directors, let us go every five seconds. Um, which was, like I said, it was, it was challenging in its own way because we started out already alone. Usually, you know, you start a race and you've got people with you. Um, I started alone from the start, which was really weird. Um, I had one gentleman pass me, um, and, uh, you know, he didn't seem to want to run with, with me. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I just, I was alone and, uh, you know, in the dark headlamp on and, uh, we've got it like a little out and back. So, you know, you, you get to see, uh, folks, um, a few people had kind of clustered up and got together to run and, um, I just settled into my pace. Um, I was looking to run between nine minutes to nine thirty a mile, um, and wanted to take the first lap super easy. So I just settled in, you know, made sure that I was, uh, was not going too hard and, um, you know, we were all kind of cheering each other on and, um, you know, I, I saw some folks I knew and cheered them on some, some of my athletes were running. Um, so, um, you know, that was kind of cool to, to, you know, wish them well. And then, um, we, uh, we got onto the course where there would be just one way traffic. And so we were all just, you know, you could see a string of headlights and, um, running through and, um, you know, Olmstead's very, it's, it's rolling Hills, uh, you know, never, um, really, you know, too long sustained. I mean, maybe, maybe three quarters of a mile, you know, of a, a long grade, but, um, never too long, never too steep. You know, there was some, some steeper Hills in the back and I'll get to those, but, um, you know, I made my way, um, there was an aid station at about mile three and a half and obviously didn't need anything there. So I just kept going and, um, you know, didn't have any music or anything on, just kind of wanted to relax the first lap and, and kind of get a feel for the loop. Um, uh, came, you know, down this nice descent and then the, the three quarter mile hills, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, uh, about mile four into the loop. So, um, you know, I, I was wondering how a long hill like that would feel, um, getting late into the race. You know, I wondered if I should walk a little bit more early, but, um, I was, you know, feeling fine and, you know, kind of just jogged up nice and easy. Didn't worry about if I was slow or fast. Well, I wasn't fast, so <laughs> it wasn't really a problem. Um, but you know, made my way up and, uh, and then the course kind of, uh, <clears throat> has a nice little, you know, 
uh, undulating, but mostly downhill to uh, to the next A station, which is uh, right before mile seven in the loop. Uh, loop is twelve and a half miles long. For those of you who don't know, and about a thousand feet of gain. Um, and um, again, didn't really need anything. Just kind of said hi to the volunteers, and you know, it's, it's really the only kind of uh, uh, contact I had with with any people. Um, and then made my way into the back section, which again, that's the, you know, the more hilly, uh, section, um, you know, uh, it had, um, definitely two hills in the back that were consistently walked for me. Um, you know, the, the first one was, was pretty steep to start out and, um, I just, you know, walked and, you know, made sure that I wasn't straining or anything like that. Um, I'd already started, you know, at about 30 or 35 minutes taking my gels and I was drinking on uh, tailwind about every 10 minutes or so, uh, just taking sip off my, my flasks. Um, I had gone with the, uh, ultra aspire, um, revolt pack, uh, which, uh, the revolt pack is the old version of the, uh, Basham. Uh, the ultra aspire basham so i have the uh the old one um which um i i purchased um on a deep discount online the long version of it so it it hangs a little bit lower so it's easier um there's a a horizontal bottle across the uh, lower lumb, uh, lumbar uh, and you can also put another bottle vertically between your shoulder blades so uh, i was able to carry two flasks uh, and all my gels in the front and everything, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's generous enough to carry everything I needed. Um, didn't have to overstuff the pockets or anything. So it was a great vest for this run. Um, I was, you know, really, uh, was, was happy with that choice. And, um, I'll talk about some, you know, some switch outs and stuff that I I did, um, later in the run, but, um, you know, it was working fine and nutrition was going down. No problem. Um, you know, got back on my first loop, um, and, uh, you kind of check in. Um, so on your way up to check in, my tent was there. So I threw Nathan, um, my, uh, my, you know, my trash and, uh, and then checked in, came back down. Uh, he grabbed, uh, my empty bottle, uh, gave me a new bottle, uh, new gels and, uh, you know, off on lap two. um lap two uh pretty uneventful um you know the the sun was up i got rid of my headlamp um after lap one um uh and uh just kind of uh i threw my hat on um like i said the sun was up and um went out for lap two um also grabbed my music uh was feeling a little bit you know just um like i needed something uh, on lap two um so grabbed my music and, uh, and turn my music on and, and instantaneously, you know, I, I guess music just has that effect on me. I know it, it doesn't, it doesn't have that effect on all, but you know, I just, uh, my, my playlist just was, it was spot on, you know, just really happy, bouncy music. And I was singing along, you know, and, and people were laughing, you know, obviously, cause here I am running and singing and just really enjoying, um, being out there, uh, you know, just, I really had a good positive vibe that second lap. Um, and, uh, you know, just moving right along, no problems. Um, you know, again, just, you know, able to, to run on the, the, the long climb, the, you know, the three quarters mile climb and, um, got down into the, the, the aid station around uh, mile seven into the loop, uh, which is about 19 and a half miles into the, uh, the race. And, um, you know, wasn't, wasn't quite feeling like I needed anything still. Um, so again, kept moving, 
Um, and uh, I think I stopped to, uh, they had Porter Johns there, so I think I stopped there um, and uh, and then kept going. And um, again, you know, walk the hills was fine, you know, no problems. Um, kept moving my way around. Um, noticed that it was starting to get a little bit warm. Um, so, um, you know, um, was, uh, you know, trying to, to figure out how to, to keep myself cooler. Uh, we weren't sure what the temperatures were going to do that day. Uh, we knew we'd probably have some storms at some point. So, um, you know, I had, I had rain gear just in case, and I had backup gear for, for rain. Um, and, uh, um, but you know, the other thing that I did notice was that, um, I, I chose, I should, you know, say I, I chose to start in the Hoka Mach 4. Um, they just felt, you know, the, the best on my feet, but, um, you know, getting into, um, lap two, which would bring me up to 25 miles. I just wasn't, something wasn't right. I just, I don't know, you know, it just, it wasn't feeling good. It wasn't feeling fluid. So, um, you know, I got back and, uh, I told Nathan, I said, I'd like to switch into the Topo, uh, um, uh, ultra fly. And, um, I chose the dry max socks, uh, went, um, the old Sage Canada sock. They don't sell it anymore, but, um, it's a, you know, it's a great moisture wicker, especially with the humidity of Raleigh. Um, so, uh, you know, I went with those for my socks for this run. Um, and, uh, I said, you know, I'd also like to switch into my waist belt. Um, and, uh, just to kind of stay a little bit cooler. Um, and, uh, so, um, you know, I checked in, came back down, um, ditched my shirt, switched into, uh, my, um, my, my belt and kind of lubed up, um, you know, where the belt would go on the front, uh, but didn't think to lube my back. Um, so I went shirtless, uh, you know, with a belt and then, um, um, uh, the belt was the uh, Synaptic by Ultra Aspire, which I had trained with. Just has one bottle, but it, it seemed like I could fill up fluids, you know, um, quickly enough along the course uh, that I wouldn't, you know, there was that miles uh, 3.58 station where I could grab Gatorade if I needed it. And then at seven again, I could, you know, fuel up and then I would hit the uh, uh, the three and a half mile A station. You hit again on the loop. So again, I could fill up if I needed to, that's about like two and a half miles from the finish. So I, I figured I'd be okay with one bottle. Um, and you know, everything was still going down well. Um, you know, I, 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 uh, I did take, um, some other fuel, um, you know, with me, I, I started consuming some more real food. Um, you know, I, I didn't seem to be getting the, the energy I needed out of the, the gels. I was subsisting off of the, um, spring Canterbury and the, uh, spring awesome sauce. And, um, I mean, they were tasty going down fine, but I just, I don't know. My body wasn't responding with the, uh, you know, the amount of energy that I, I thought was normal for me. So, um, started, like I said, eating some more real food aside from the gels, um, and the tailwind. Um, but, um, you know, um, uh, just trying to problem solve with the heat. So ditch the hat, ditch the shirt, switch to a belt. So I would kind of cool off a little bit more. Um, and, um, you know, we, uh, we got moving around, uh, and, uh, lap three, um, again, went by no problem. Um, did take a little bit more, um, nutrition from the aid stations, just kind of picked up some, um, some knickknacks, you know, some snacks along the, the route there and, and made it around, um, and, uh, 
got in, um, and the, the belt had chafed my back, um, you know, I'll, right, uh, right above my bum, <laughs> I had uh, some good chafing and, uh, the humidity, uh, was actually really starting to, um, bug me. I was wearing the, uh, rabbit FKT five inch shorts. And, uh, for whatever reason, I've never had a problem with those in the past, but I was really, you know, having some, uh, getting some hot spots. So I kept applying squirrel nut butter, um, you know, uh, in the undercarriage, uh, to try to resolve that. Um, but it just didn't seem to be working. Um, you know, like I said, it was super humid. So my shorts were, were really wet. Um, and it just seemed like the seam, I usually wear a seven inch, so maybe that's part of it, but the, the seam on the five inch was really kind of just abrasive, if you will. I'm not sure. Like I said, I've never had that problem in the past, but maybe it was just because it was the five inch and not the seven inch. Um, but uh, I was getting, you know, some really rub there. So, uh, when I got in at three, um, I, uh, I took off the belt, um, and, uh, and threw on my pack again with a, with a new shirt. Um, and, uh, and then I pulled out, um, my Boudreaux's, uh, butt paste, uh, Boudreaux's butt paste is, uh, zinc oxide based. So it doesn't wear off as fast. And I just applied liberally, you know, down my leg, uh, you know, everywhere that I was having problems. Um, you know, I, I carried the squirrel nut butter with me, so I still had that, you know, just in case I had another hotspot pop up, uh, which I was using on the laps, but, um, you know, I was hoping the Boudreaux's would help a little bit. Um, but like I said, it was just so humid. Um, and then lap four, um, that's like, uh, you know, things, uh, were okay. I was actually moving well, climbing well, passing people actually. And then I got up that three quarter mile climb and was heading down towards the seven mile aid station. And I don't know what happened there. I, I guess, you know, maybe, uh, my electrolytes had just fallen too far behind because it just popped out of nowhere. I just got super dizzy. Um, I, you know, I, I kept like veering to the left and then I figured like, I don't know, somehow I figured out if I close my left eye, I could stay straight. Whatever reason, if I open my left eye, I, I just wanted to start going left. I was, and I was really dizzy. It was just strangest thing. Um, so I got to the aid station, uh, and just before the aid station, I saw two of, uh, my athletes that had just happened to go for a run there. Um, so, uh, Robin and Tori were there and they're like, Aaron, how are you doing? And I didn't recognize them at first. Cause I was just so out of it for some, like I said, it just all hit me at once. It was really, uh, it, it felt so strange and they could tell I wasn't right. And I, I was like, Oh, Tori, Robin, how are you? I'm not doing so well. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm really dizzy. Uh, but you know, they got me, you know, to the aid station. Um, and, uh, you know, th- uh, the volunteers were asking, you know, what, what can we do? And uh, I said, well, you know, do you have a med tent? Is there a, you know, uh, a, a doctor or anybody here that can take a look? Cause I'm, for some reason I'm really dizzy. Um, and, uh, you know, there, there was, uh, um, you know, there wasn't anybody, uh, the medical professional there at the time, but, um, you know, so I, I just laid down, uh, thankfully Robin is a nurse and she started texting, um, one of the other guys, um, John, uh, who is, he's a physician's assistant and John, um, was like, you know, it sounds like his, his electrolytes are behind and, um, you know, start pumping them with some, some Gatorade and, uh, you know, we tried some pickle juice and, and potato chips and, uh, and then we, you know, we finally got a hold of my wife and, you know, she said the same, you know, let's just try, you know, keep that up and, and just relax. They threw, you know, put some ice on me. Uh, I didn't feel overheated. That's the thing. Like I did not feel overheated or anything like that. I just, 
I, like I said, I got really dizzy. So I'd laid there for, I don't know, probably a good hour or so, um, just trying to, you know, beat this dizzy spell. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I heard people coming through, um, the lap before, um, lap three, uh, I had kind of, um, come across Rick Gray, who, um, if you don't know Rick Gray, he's, he's amazing. I, I hope he will come on the podcast at some point. Rick was out there, um, for his 10th Umstead. So trying to finish his 10th Umstead, his thousand mile buckle, uh, which was really cool. So I saw him and, and just kind of stopped and, and walked with him. You know, I, uh, at that point, I just really wanted that, uh, that contact, that human contact. Um, I really, um, um, you know, I just, I knew Rick was such a positive individual and, and that was, it was so needed. So I walked with him for about a mile. Uh, we walked into the, the start finish area together. So I forgot to mention, um, I, you know, I, I really appreciated that moment just getting to see him. Um, and I, I got to see his new wife, um, Michelle, uh, gray. Uh, she's, uh, formerly Michelle McClellan. Uh, she's also an amazing runner in her own right. She was out at the, the turnaround aid station, um, yeah, well, it's not really an aid station just to check in, but anyhow, seeing the two of them really lifted my spirits. Um, I, I want, I'd be, uh, remiss to, uh, to not mention those two. So that was in lap three. And then I heard Rick go by when I was down in the aid station and uh, I was like, oh man, like I, I've, I lost so much time, you know, uh, not to say that Rick was moving so much slower, but like, I, it made me realize like how much time had gone by. Um, and I was just, you know, I knew there was nothing I could do but resolve this because I wasn't going to go forward if I didn't resolve it. So I took the time, whatever was needed. Uh, you know, we just kept, like I said, the fluids going down. Uh, I don't know. I had like two or three cups of pickle juice and potato chips and uh, um, Tori grabbed some uh, salt tabs uh, she had, um, which um, yeah, I usually don't do, but she had um, these um, salt stick um, chewable tablets. And I pop one of those and actually, you know, like, uh, I think the combination of everything plus the salt tab just finally got me back to where I, I needed to be. And all of a sudden I could, you know, open that left eye and, and not feel like I was going <laughs> to fall to my left. Uh, I felt normal and they, they are like, wow, you just really all of a sudden just perked up. And I was like, yeah, actually I just, I feel normal again. Um, and so they watched me for a little bit longer, um, and uh, I said, I think I'm good to go. And so uh, got back out on the course. I walked for a mile, um, met two very nice women. Uh, it's really cool. They were <laughs> they were total strangers at the beginning of the race, but um, you know, realizing they were uh, they were moving the same rate, they uh, decided to uh, to move on together. Um, one was doing the 50 mile; it was her first 50, and the other was doing her first 100. So um, I hope that uh, that both of you had found your way to your respective finishes. Um, and so I walked and talked with them for a while and, uh, you know, that was that back hilly section. Um, I got through, um, about, you know, a mile after the aid station and then I, I said, okay, I think I'm okay to start jogging. So I start, started running again and, uh, you know, still was cautious, um, making sure that that dizzy spell didn't come back and, um, was really more focused on my fluid intake, um, and, uh, you know, I, I knew as soon as I got back, that was the completion of lap four and, uh, I could take on a pacer. 
at the start of lap five. So I was I was excited by that prospect to to bring Nathan out, um, you know, and, and have somebody to run with. Because like I said, you know, uh, I mean, other than the few times I, I walked and talked with some of the other runners, I had really been alone for 50 miles. So, um, you know, I got back in um, and I was like, you know, I, I, I could really use like a um, you know, grilled ham and cheese or something like that. So, uh, went to go check in and Nathan cooked that up. Um, and I got back down and, um, you know, Nathan was, was ready to go. Uh, Aaron was there, so he took over crewing duties. Um, and they were going to alternate, uh, well, they, they just, they were going to do, uh, Nathan was going to go one lap and then Aaron was going to go two so he could get home. Um, and then, uh, Nathan would finish out with me, but, um, it ended up working that we uh, we alternated um, Nathan Aaron Nathan Aaron, uh, which was great. It was nice to kind of you know have them take a break, and then you know I had somebody new out, and new, you know we just started fresh conversations. But um, lap four, um, you know having somebody with me, race really turned around from that point forward. Um, just uh, was really focused on uh, on making sure I was eating and uh, and drinking really well. Um, that uh, that fifth lap. Um, we had a severe thunderstorm and two lightning strikes, a little too close to home for us. Uh, Nathan and I were like, Oh my gosh, you know, um, it was, uh, it was torrential downpour. Uh, so, I mean, we were soaked, absolutely soaked. So when we got back to, um, the, uh, the start finish area after lap five, um, you know, I, I, I said, let's, let's switch shoes again. Um, and, uh, so, um, I, uh, I switched back to, well, no, I said, let's switch to, um, uh, the Topo Cyclones. So, um, and a new pair of socks. So, uh, um, you know, everything being soaking wet, we, uh, we switched over, um, and, uh, um, you know, got into, uh, some fresh shoes and, and, uh, socks, uh, dried off my feet, you know, made sure that was okay. Reapplied some lube, make sure I was good there. Cause, uh, we were expecting more rain, um, as the, uh, as the time wore on. So, um, um, you know, we, uh, I, I grabbed some, uh, um, some snicker bar and, uh, Tootsie roll candy bars, um, and pack those in as well. Cause like I said, the, I don't know, the gels just didn't seem to be working for me. Um, you know, plan a went out the window, so we were going to plan B, uh, and, and just started relying a little bit more on the, the aid station food. Um, you know, the switch shoes and socks was great. Feet felt fine. Um, I could tell something was going on with a big toe, but, um, you know, it, it wasn't painful, but something was, was definitely, uh, you know, it felt like I might lose, uh, the big toenail, um, after the race was done. But, um, you know, we, we, we got in from lap five, switched the shoes. Aaron came out with me and, um, I, I was a little bit quiet to start. Uh, you know, we're, um, now, you know, just over a hundred K into the race. Um, and, uh, you know, usually when I get quiet and stuff like that, I know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm probably behind on my calories. So, um, I, you know, tossed down a Snickers bar, um, I had had some, um, some chicken and, and soup from the aid station at the start finish area. So was just trying to really consume some calories and that seemed to really bounce me back. Um, you know, Nathan and I had run really well on lap five. I think I had only walked like maybe three times, um, on some of the Hills. Uh, but, uh, you know, 
lap six now once i had that down actually went really well we um we ran uh i think most of the loop and only walked two of the hills in that back section um i was you know going into the aid stations uh purposefully grabbing specific things specific food um definitely you know some soup broth to make sure that i kept that electrolytes up i was trying to stay on the pickle juice just to you know make sure that because it was still a bit warm uh, make sure those electrolytes stayed high, and and uh, you know I, I chewed on those um, salt tabs that um, Tori had given me. I did about one per lap, um, just kind of keeping everything you know consistent. Um, and I, like I said, moving well, feeling good, actually, really good. You know, this is probably uh, um, the the you know the best I had felt all race was uh, was lap six. Um, uh, and then, uh, you know, we got back in lap seven, had some more, you know, some more food, some real food. And, um, I had tossed down some, I think some donuts and, and stuff like that. Um, just trying to get calories in again, you know, just whatever would go down. Uh, I think I had a hot dog after that lap. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, just really trying to eat some calories. Um, and so, um, Nathan came out for lap seven. Um, you know, no, no gear changes there. Just, uh, you know, refresh of, uh, of the bottle and, and, uh, you know, some, some snack foods and stuff, but, um, lap seven, um, again, you know, moving really well, just running really well. Uh, we were kind of watching the, uh, live results and seeing where I was and, um, I was moving back up, which was awesome. Um, I was in the top 10 and, um, and again, feeling really good, um, you know, and, uh, just filling up my bottle with Gatorade at the aid stations, making sure I stayed on top of the, the fluid intakes and, and, you know, at the, the aid stations with food, just kind of, you know, going through and, and kind of perusing, seeing what would go down and what, what I could eat, uh, and just taking whatever I could and, and kind of gobbling it, you know, walking while we, while we ate and just letting it settle. And then, um, kind of, you know, getting back into it. Um, I did have some of the, uh, lentil soup, I uh, didn't realize it was lentil because lentil usually doesn't do so well on my stomach. So I drank the broth and then realized it was lentil. So I just, all I did was drink the broth and then, you know, toss the rest out. Um, and, uh, it was the first time my stomach kind of felt a bit unsettled. So I had some ginger chews with me. So I popped one of those, um, and had some soda. I had kind of switched over to, over to soda, I think on lap like six, so, you know, I wanted to keep the soda coming. Um, so I was drinking uh, some Mountain Dew or Pepsi whenever uh, it was available, uh, just because, you know, when you start that, <laughs> you don't want to stop. So, um, you know, the, the ginger juice seemed to settle my stomach um, and uh, just excited, you know, lap seven here, um, you moving around, moving back up, you know, get, being competitive. Um, and uh, new lap eight was coming, you know, last lap here comes the bell lap. So, uh, got in, you know, made a quick change. Um, Aaron was ready to go. Uh, we were getting some rain again, but, um, you know, it, it, I was just, <laughs> I was focused. I was ready. You know, I, I, they, we knew where the runners were, um, you know, where the, like the most in reach runners were, um, I, you know, I had, uh, um, about uh, 18 minutes to make up on the last lap, uh, and I would uh, get up to uh, seventh place overall um, and uh, sixth male because um, Lee uh, Lee um, Jackson um, she had um, <laughs> run a fantastic race. 
Uh, let me just double. Yeah, Lee Jackson. She had placed fourth overall first female, so crushed it. Uh, you know, I, it was amazing watching her run all day. But um, I, I was um, eight, uh, 18 minutes down to the second female, Heather Doherty, uh, and that was kind of uh, I wanted to you know move up. Um, not because it was a female, just, you know, I wanted to move up as many places as I could. And I felt like, you know, the way I was running, I, I possibly could make up, you know, 18 minutes or more. Um, and so, uh, you know, we set off, um, just looking to pick off the, the first runner who was three minutes ahead. Um, that happened pretty quickly. Um, we, uh, we weren't even to the three and a half mile aid station and, and I had caught up. Um, and then, uh, Patrick early who, um, uh, is uh, one of my athletes cousins uh was uh was up ahead and running a really strong race and he, he was uh, unfortunately the next one to, to come upon and i we came upon him uh just before the uh, aid station at mile seven um it ran a solid race he pr'd by like four hours that day but um you know we we passed by him and, and, you know, cheered him on cause he had, he's just doing stellar. It was, I was stoked for him. He was having a great race and just a really positive, awesome guy. So, uh, Patrick, tremendous job. Uh, and then actually, uh, we didn't realize it, but, um, Heather had just come out of the aid station and we passed her not realizing it was her, um, at that seven mile aid station. So, um, I had passed everybody, um, by seven miles into the loop and not realizing it, uh, we ran that back section. Uh, I mean, well, uh, you know, I, I still walked those two, two climbs in the back, but I mean, we were, you know, we were running, everybody's like, Oh my God, dude, like what lap are you on? I was like last. And they were like, Holy geez. Cause I was just moving on the uphills. I felt really strong, felt really good. Um, was really encouraged by, uh, by how things were going. Um, so that was awesome. Um, really cool. Um, I was really excited, you know, Aaron was like, dude, you know, relax, settle down. And I was like, no, I'm feeling good. It's all good. Like, you know, we're almost done. And, uh, he kept reminding me, you know, keep drinking, make sure you, you know, you get some sugar. Uh, we don't want you crashing and, uh, just kept everything up, kept going. And, um, you know, we were, um, I was just closing in the miles, really focused, zoned in. Um, you know, Aaron would say something and I was, huh? You know, I, I just really, I was, I was so focused. I was in the zone, just dialed in and, and I felt my legs were awesome. I, you know, amazing for, you know, being <laughs> close to the finish here, you know, we're in the upper nineties and my legs were, you know, um, we started moving down back into, you know, nine minute and under pace, uh, legs were really turning over. Well, uh, ran up one of the last climbs and, took the turn which is about a half mile from the finish and you know that's that's just a sweet feeling to know you're about to finish a hundred miler um Aaron had said something um earlier in the in the lap about somebody that got to like mile 99 and just couldn't finish and you know I was uh, it kind of got in my head a little bit but I knew my legs were 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 good and I was gonna you know get to the finish line um you know we ran up that that last hill and and came across the finish line and uh, you know, I, I, I definitely wanted to run faster, but, you know, given the day and everything that went on, I was, I was still stoked to, to cross that finish line, uh, ran like 19 hours and oh gosh, we'll just say 1920 or something like that. It was, uh, um, I was stoked to, to get the finish, to get the buckle, um, you know, just phenomenal. Um, so many memories, so many cool people, 
Um, you know, my buddy Kyle Robido, who's been on the podcast, uh, visually impaired runner, he was out there. He got his finish in 25 hours. Uh, really cool to see him out there pushing with his guides. That was so cool. Um, you know, the, you know, like I said, the, the females that were competed, uh, you know, Heather came in, uh, not long after me, she, she did phenomenal. So congratulations to her, um, Jackie Hunt, um, Borsma. Uh, and I'm sorry, Jackie, if I, I butchered that last name, but she was out there. Uh, Jackie is the, um, uh, she's an amputee, uh, lost her, her leg to cancer. Um, yeah, I, given those conditions, it was phenomenal. Um, you know, her, uh, official was, um, 62 and a half miles. Uh, but really awesome seeing her out there. Just very inspirational. Uh, you know, I, I, I think I told her how, you know, inspirational and phenomenal, she was, um, you know, just, oh my God, there were so many cool people out there just doing amazing things. Uh, and that was, I think the biggest takeaway for me was just, um, the inspiration I drew, uh, the motivation I drew from the other runners, just seeing them. Um, yeah, and some of them just were so positive and I drew on that positivity uh, and I tried to give it back, you know, in the same vein, like, you know, just stay upbeat, stay positive. Um, I think this, you know, this journey, it, it really, I, I said to, um, you know, my best friend, Scott, like, um, I, you know, I was the same person at the finish, uh, that I was at the start. I, you know, I was proud of the, you know, the dark moments that I, I didn't let them turn into negativity. Um, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that we can do is just, you know, stay positive, stay happy, um, stay joyful. That's hard. That's really hard. But that's one of the main lessons that, that I learned was, you know, if, if you can stay joyful and positive and, uh, and, and share your exuberance and, and draw off others, uh, you know, that makes the race so much easier, so much better, uh, when you're, when you're in that, um, that positive state of mind, you know, I mean, there's such, such diversity out on that trail, you know, recognizing the different body types, you know, just, uh, you know, I mean, so cool to see such amazing, you know, people doing such cool things. Like, I just, I, I it's, I, I mean, I can't tell you how, how, uh, uh, flabbergasted I was just to, you know, be a part of that and, and see their, their journey and, um, you know, look up results and, and see their finishes. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Um, you know, there, Joe, congratulations. Um, if you're listening, uh, Rick Ray, again, phenomenal 10 time finish. He sent me a picture of his gold buckle. Uh, so awesome. I mean, you know, like I said, just so, so amazing. Uh, it was truly, um, a blessing just to be able to be out there, uh, and experience a hundred miler again. Uh, my last hundred miler was, uh, UTMB. Um, so, um, you know, I, I don't know what the future holds, um, you know, so far as what, what races will be next. I'm on the wait list for old dominion and, uh, for hard rock, um, and, uh, you know, uh, as I record this, uh, this will come out on April 1st registration opens for grindstone. Um, probably have to sign up for that if I don't get into uh, hard rock to get my qualifier this year. Um, but, um, you know, it's just a joy and an honor, uh, absolute honor to, to be able to keep doing this. Um, you know, here I am 
43 going on 44 years old. Um, you know, I, I realized I didn't make it easy on myself. I picked up some, some weight over COVID, um, and realizing that um, I'm going to start writing it. Um, Jake, um, Edmiston, who, uh, is a, a registered dietitian. He, um, he's been on the podcast and he's going to help me kind of dial my nutrition back in. You know, my metabolism isn't what it used to be and I still eat like it, <laughs> like, uh, like I was 20. Uh, so, uh, you know, I need to, to realize and make some changes and, and make things easier on myself. Um, you know, I, but you know, I, I realized that, you know, there are some things that I need to change and I'm willing to make those changes just so, uh, running feels easier and, and, uh, and I can do and continue to do what I love to do. So, uh, that's my story. I, you know, I, I really, I hope, uh, hope I, sh- I shared some things that, um, that you can, uh, you can learn from. Um, you know, we finished about 2 a.m. and, uh, uh, you know, we, we really just kind of packed it up, got in the car and, and drove back to the hotel, got cleaned up and went to bed <laughs> and then woke up the next morning and, uh, had a good breakfast, um, you know, just walked around a little bit. I wasn't too bad. Like I said, I'm going to lose that, uh, that left, uh, big toenail. <laughs> That's the, the worst of my wares. A uh, little bit of swelling in my feet, and my calves, but, um, you know, I'm going to take a little bit of time off, kind of reset a little bit. Um, you know, eager to find out what's going on next, but, um, thank you for sharing this journey with me. You know, it's it's not always about the the destination. Um, I, I realized that that the the journey here uh, was a majority of it. The training was phenomenal. I, I enjoyed my training. Um, I think I was in you know really good shape for this. It's just uh, you know the the factors you just can't <laughs> you can't control sometimes. Uh, you know, and um, I mean maybe I should have been a little bit more diligent on my uh, electrolytes. You know, I tried to to keep up on, uh, on them afterwards. But, uh, you know, I, I just didn't realize it at the time first hot weekend. So, but I want to thank all the people at Umstead, um, from the, uh, the race staff to the volunteers. Um, especially want to thank my, uh, my crew and pacers, Nathan France and Aaron's Aaron Colk for their, their assistance. Um, and, uh, you know, Tori, Robin, John, you know, thank you for, for getting me back on the course, um, you know, the volunteers, uh, were just amazing. Uh, they were, they were so cool and so encouraging and all the other runners, you know, whether you finished or not, um, just amazing that you, you even had the, the courage to toe the line and be out there. Uh, you know, I hope you can find your, your finish line if you didn't find it this past time. Um, and, uh, you know, the, uh, Umstead, um, it's, it's a great race, you know, uh, if you can, you can be getting the mentality of, of doing laps. It's a, it's just a, a great, great event. Uh, you know, I, I really think they have it dialed in. Um, you know, they're, uh, um, I'll put their, their website in the show notes. Um, but, uh, you know, the race is usually late March, early April each year. Uh, it is a lottery. Um, but if you can do it, I do suggest it. It's a beautiful race, beautiful people. Um, I want to thank them for, for giving me these memories. So, and thank you all for listening. Uh, you know, the, uh, the, the newsletter is coming out. Uh, so, uh, April newsletter will be coming out. Uh, just going to have a few write-ups and 
hopefully some some helpful things uh, for you guys. Uh, talk about as always gear reviews, shoe reviews, um, you know, training tips, all that kind of stuff. So newsletter will be coming out. If you don't subscribe, head over to my my website mrrunningpains.com and subscribe. All the other uh, podcasts and newsletters are archived on there um, under the connect page. So um, you know, feel free to check that out. Um, you can follow me on Strava. Aaron Saft, MR Running Pains on Strava. Um, ask questions along the way. Feel free to reach out to me by email, runningpains at gmail.com. Um, and, uh, you know, coaching is is, uh, is getting pretty full for me. That uh, is still looking for some, um, some runners. Uh, so if you're looking for a coach, um, you can definitely reach out to us. Um, and uh, you can find our contact on the MR Running Pains podcast um, uh, website. And, um, uh, you know, follow along on other social medias as well. All that stuff's in the show notes. Um, big thank you to Michael Harms for coming on board. Um, Michael is, uh, I love Michael Harms and his family. Um, his son, Donald, uh, is quadriplegic, uh, that, um, Michael and his wife, Veronica adopted, uh, and Michael runs with him, uh, in his wheelchair. It's, uh, it's an amazing story. Great father and son. Um, I did the runner's world photo, uh, cover contest with those guys and that's where I met him. Uh, so thank you guys for coming on board. Um, Michael means, uh, the world to me and thank you for your, your kind words. Um, if anybody else has comments or questions or ideas, uh, you know, please send those along. Uh, I hope to finish recording my conversation with, uh, Jessica Vandenbush, um, here real soon and get that up. Um, Jessica and I, uh, had a, uh, interruption in our conversation. So I didn't get to finish that recording, but, um, and then, uh, Franny, um, had to, uh, uh, reschedule, uh, our recording time. So I will have my, uh, recording with Franny Conte, uh, coming up real soon. Um, and, uh, like I said, a bunch of other stuff, other ideas in the works. Um, and, uh, you know, but once again, thank you guys so much for your time. Uh, if, and if you have questions on anything I've gone over, like I said, don't hesitate to reach out. Until uh, next time, my friends, keep running. Episode 59, MR Running Pains. Aaron Saft saying see you next time.